Good morning. It's a privilege and an honor one more time again that I can come and I can speak to the congregation. It's a wonderful privilege to get another chance or another opportunity that I can share God's wonderful word with God's children this morning. And this morning, the scripture will be taken from Acts chapter 8. We'll read from verse 26 to 35. And it reads thus so. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south, unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopian, an eunuch of great authority under Candice, queen of the Ethiopian, who had charge of all her treasury, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. Read Isaiah the prophet. The spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. And Philip ran tighter to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understand it thou, what thou readest. And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. What a privilege. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to a slaughter. And like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so open he not his mouth. In, in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare the generation for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom thou speakest, the prophet this of himself, or of some other men. Then 35, 35 and last. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for your word. Father, as we are about to proclaim your word, mighty God, Lord, we ask that self will be slain and your name will be lifted up this morning. Father, we sing praises unto you. And Lord, as we are about to open our mouth this morning, let the word of thy mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in your wonderful sight. Father, we look to you and we tell you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we look at the, the passage of scripture this morning, it, 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 it shows you how Philip the Evangelist, how he shares faith with an Ethiopian eunuch. And it is in the same breath that we supposed to share our faith with the unsaved on the outside. And as I go through this introduction, we are just going to look at some implication. The gospel is an essential component of the church. The church is, in fact, came into being because of the gospel message. Today, thousands have still not heard the great news. In fact, there are strong Christian countries where the gospel seemingly has not yet infiltrated the nation. From Sunday to Sunday, individual crumb churches to hear of the good news are just to hang out with friends. Many sermons later at community 
is still unchanged, still not impacted by the enlarged nation. The spreading of the message of hope is ample as the cry continues to be below through the corridor of the church who will go. Silence resounds as mother and father turn a blind eye as young people feel a sense of unease and the church seemingly pride itself in its membership and the many program it has in place. But the cry continues to echo throughout the corridor who will go. Pastor pride themselves in the size of their congregation and the amount of money collected for tithes and offering. We are making a difference. All our persons are being saved each week we meet. It is in this context that I challenge the art of the congregation, both young and old, to seize the day. Philip seized his moment and managed to share the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch. Will you seize the day? Let freedom reign. What a beautiful passage of scripture. Father, as we come this morning, Lord, we ask you to just open us up this morning and let us declare your word of truth unto your people. Amen. As we look at the observation, we are going to get to the text. As we look at the observation, the text lifts out for us the journey of one man and how he sees the day to share his faith. And if we go back to the passage of scripture, that was read a while ago. From verse 26, it said, And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south, unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is a desert. Brothers and sisters, this morning, go down to a place, Go down to Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. When you go to a desert, what do you find in a desert? Eat, snake, all manner of things. And the Lord said, go down to Gaza. Go down. Regent, we must be very obedient where God's word is concerned. And as, as we look at the text, we see that there was a command. Because the Bible said the angel of the Lord said unto Philip, go. And when the Bible said, when the Lord said we must go, we must go. When God give us an instruction, we must do as God say. It is God who is in the driver's seat. It is not us. So when we hear the voice, we hear that still voice. Sometimes the word of God, the, God, the word of God said, a sheep hears voice. Sometimes you will hear another voice. That is not of God. Because Paul said there are two spirits continuing to rest. We have the good spirit and we have the bad spirit. So when you hear the voice, God says, His children, His children know His voice. And when we hear the voice of our Lord and Savior, we must always be attentive to it. So the word of God said that we must go. There is no standing and guide and gazing in the ear or looking around the corner. Jesus said we must go. And when Philip went, Philip, it wasn't surprising to Philip because Philip was listening to the Spirit. And when the Spirit begins to speak to you, brethren, you must always listen to the voice. 
And if we look at what verse 27 is saying in the text, verse 27 is saying in the, in the text, and he arose and he went and behold a man of Ethiopian and eunuch of great authority under Candice, queen of the Ethiopian who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for worship. First thing we see in the text, we see the word obedience because Philip was obedient to the spirit. Philip being obedient, God spoke to Philip, God used Philip in his own way. And as we look at the observation, we see the Bible record the following word. So he started out and on his way, he met this Ethiopian eunuch. Philip did not delay in moving out. He recognized the word from God and he acted on that, that word. Brethren, if we look at delay obedience, delay obedience is disobedient. This is always someone waiting to hear the good news. God knew how to bring out, bring you into a relationship with people who you can share your faith with. It is, it, when we look at it, there is somebody at all times waiting upon that word. And when we can whisper a word of comfort to an individual, speak to them in the name of Jesus, brethren, life can be transformed. Life will be transformed. People will be a better example. Because, brethren, the word of God says, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against you. It's a, how can a young man cleanse his way? The only way we can cleanse our way is by going through the word of God. Studying the word of God on a daily basis. And that's the reason why, because the word of God said, If you draw night unto the Lord, he will draw night unto you. And this is what Philip did. Philip has a good relationship where God is concerned. Philip knew God. He was an evangelist. He was original from Acts chapter 7. We hear about Philip. And Philip was there where the distribution of the wealth of the church, the food distribution is concerned. And Philip and Steve were a part of it. But the Holy Spirit used Philip in a different way. And brethren, we can be that same this morning. When we listen to the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord will tell us what to accomplish. When we look at the observation, we see who should we share our faith with? We are not supposed to share our faith with just Christian alone. We're supposed to go out in the world and share our faith with the unsaved. Because Jesus said in John 17 that he already pray for us. And if Jesus say he already pray for us, that means somebody is there to pray. You have somebody to pray with. You're, you, 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 you're supposed to go out and share your faith with somebody. And if we look at it, it's, it is saying, you know, there's a prevailing idea that only some people we must share with. No man. There are some of us who are afraid to share with people of certain caliber. Briefly, we afraid to share our faith. You know, Peter said in First Peter chapter three, verse sixteen, when an individual come to you, first and foremost, 
you must always have an answer. And I believe that what is beating us, we are not studying the word of God properly. We are not taking the word of God. We just take it literally. So we are cold-feated most of the time when we suppose to share our faith with our brother and our sister. You know, you, you, you see an individual on the roadside and you want the, the word of God is pushing you and say to you, well, share your faith with the man. And you are saying, no, no, I can't. Because the man has to ridicule me, the man has to quarrel with me, the man has to... But, you know, you must always have an answer at all times to share your faith. The love of God, where Jesus has taken you from to where you are today. You know, when I look at it, you know, I can remember where I was to where I am today. And if it wasn't the word of God that I continue to base myself in on a daily basis, probably I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand up and share my faith. And this is the thing. When, when you see people on the outside who need Jesus, need Jesus, we must quick. We are quick. Quick. The word of God says, sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen? Um, it said, it said, because we feel that we are unable to properly accurate the good news. I submit to you, this is a lie. Anyone can share the good news. Philip did share the good news. Preparation is the key to this. If you have not prepared yourself, then forget it. My brothers and sisters, you will be embarrassed. Yourself and God. What a positive word this morning. Virgin, when we look at it, if we are not prepared, how can you share the message? The, 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 the Ethiopian eunuch needs someone. Remember, he was coming from worship. He was coming from worship, but he didn't have that encounter. Brethren, many times we go to... When the service has been over, you question a man, what was the text? What was the message this morning? You know, I was sleeping. I don't remember. Uh, you know, and, you know, when we go to the house of God, it's not a matter of saying, you know, the enemy is there. The enemy is there to block the word from hearing the word. But, you know, you must always go to church with your fire burning. It does matter what is happening around your surrounding. Try and make certain so that your light continue to be shined. So when you question a man about his faith, about what the text was all about, he can say to you, the text was taken from so and so. And to God be the glory. Amen. Who was this man he met? This man was an Ethiopian. By all standards, this man was wealthy. Obvious, a more educated man than Philip was. It is ironic that in the Ethiopian culture, of the day, the eunuch was somewhat looked down upon and ridiculed. He had status, and that was all found comfort in his ridicule. He had everything but lack everything. He, he has everything going his way, 
but he lacked the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is how you come into partnership where the gentleman is concerned. The Spirit of the Lord said to you from verse 26, go down to a desert. All you have to do is listen to the instruction what the Holy Spirit said to you, go. Jesus said his children know his voice. Jesus is not going to send you somewhere where no arms and dangers are. Jesus is sending you how you can give someone the good news about our Lord and Savior. And it's all about the gospel because he was there reading, but he didn't understand. And a lot of us in church, the same way, we read and we don't understand. But you know, I implore you that all you have to do is ask the Lord. You know, I, I remember going in a service one morning and I didn't understand. And I just put my head upon my hand upon my head and say, Lord, Lord, touch my mind. Lord, touch my mind that I can remember certain things. And the Lord illuminated my mind that I can remember certain things. I have to give God thanks for that because, virgin, it is not easy, you know, when you can paraphrase, you can quote a scripture just like that out of the blue. It must be the Holy Spirit that leads you to do all of these things. And, you know, as I always said to my audience, study the word of God. When you study the word of God, God will bring it back to your remembrance. That's what he said in the book of St. John. He, the Holy Spirit, will bring it back to your remembrance. So if you don't study, how can you remember things? You can't. You have to dig deep in the word. And you will retain it back. The Spirit of the Lord will make you retain it. So this morning, as we, as we look at Philip, Philip has a relationship. Philip filled with the Holy Spirit. Philip knew God. You now can do the same. Philip was just a man just like you. So this morning, I'm saying to us in the congregation, be like Philip. Be like Philip. Fill with the Holy Ghost. Go out and share your faith. Then we will see results. Brethren, the nation needs people like us. The nation needs people like us to go out and share our message with a dying world. Amen? It said he was returning from Jerusalem. We are had gone to worship. The interesting thing is that he was coming from church, but was searching for an answer. We are all do the same. Come from church morning time. We don't even remember what's taking place in the church. We just went to church and have a jolly good time with our friend, greet our friend, and that's it. He had just finished worshiping an engagement that should have revealed God more to him. An engagement that should have pointed him to Christ. Worship. You know, I listen to your worship song in the morning. It's a blessing. When we worship God, God come to us. When we worship Christ, we feel far, far better than when we just started. So when we in our worship mode, it's all about Jesus. You know, the word of God said everything has been dropped off. Everything. But can we drop off 
things in a in a world like this. Only the spirit of the Lord can make a drop off these things. Amen. Worship must bring clarity as it's related to the personhood of Jesus Christ. He was lacking in that era. Brothers and sisters, just going to church does make you a Christian. You know, we can repeat it over and over. Going to church does make you a Christian anymore than standing in a garage make you a car. That may sound unreasonable. But the car is in the garage. If you don't attend to the car, the car just stay in the garage. The car can't move. And that's the way the Christian life is all about. The Christian life is all about moving, sharing your faith with someone on the outside. It said, like the man, many are waiting for someone to explain to them what the gospel is all about. This portion presents the idea to us that we must be faithful to God and does what which he asks. It is a thing we do for God that will count. Not only are we called to be obedient and faithful in this obedience, but we are challenged to be available for God to use us. Urgent. How can you make yourself available? How can you make yourself available for God use? You have to be sincere with your word, your work is concerned. God said, if you're sincere to him, he will be sincere to you. And it's not just going out and say, Lord, prepare me for this. We have to make preparation because the word of God saying, if it doesn't prepare yourself, you are going to embarrass yourself and you're going to embarrass God. So when you make yourself available for service, God will make himself available to join you. Amen? If we look at verse 29 in the scripture, verse 29 in the text. Verse 29, verse 29 is saying, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. Oh my God, go near. You know, sometimes doubt will come up and the doubt will always cling to us and say, why me? Why me? Then you see somebody else get up and go and do, accomplish the same thing that the Spirit was saying to you. So when we obedience to the Spirit, the Spirit will be obedient to us. And if we look at um, the availability, it said, you can do things for God until you're available to be used by God. You will not share your faith unless you have been available yourself to this mode of sharing. Being available means he was acceptable. Philip was acceptable. When the Spirit said to Philip, go, he didn't hesitate. He went ahead, just like the Spirit said. It means that when God was looking for a man to send to the eunuch, Philip, Philip was acceptable, easy to get to. Philip made himself available. Philip was a man of faith. And you know, as I was listening to your sister was speaking about for the past month, it's all about faith. 
faith is the substance of things. So for evidence of things not seen. And Philip never knew when the Lord said to him, they must go down to Jerusalem, to Gaza, in a desert. He never knew what was, he was going to accomplish. And it's the same with we. When we go out on the street in the morning to share God's word with people, we don't know who we're going to meet upon. Sometimes we'll get ridiculed. Sometimes people will bash us. And sometimes we have a good, a jolly good time where the service is concerned. People are acceptable to the word of God because we make ourselves available. But it's not all the time people going to swing on your side. Because sometimes, you know, even going to the clinic in the morning, some morning worship has been brilliant. Worship has been great. And another time, an individual, you know, just like Thursday, an individual came and, you know, we were having service. And the individual said to us, please, if you can stop this Jesus business. And, you know, a smile, a smile, a smile. Believe you me, a smile. And he went away. And when he came to the front, there was somebody there preaching the same message. The same message. He was at the back and him come to the front. And him saying, can't manage this thing. And he just right out through the gate. And when service was, when service was accomplished, I'm right coming back. And, you know, the passage of scripture came to me and I was sharing with the, the ladies that in Acts chapter 25 onward, you know, Paul was there speaking to King Agrippa. And, you know, King Agrippa said to Paul, if you want to force me to be a Christian, and, uh, you know, the passage of that scripture has come to me at the same time. And I said to myself, this man can be transformed. This man can go out and preach the gospel, just like how we are preaching the gospel. He may be ridiculed at this moment and time, but the Lord can speak to him heart. And this man can go out and deliver a word or two for our Lord and Savior. So, brethren, it, you know, he came. And he was ridiculed and he was behaving, you know, not really that bad, bad, but he don't want to hear anything at all about Jesus. But what I'm saying, all him one-to-one, -one, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord will convict him. Just say a word or two. You know, I was sharing a thought with somebody the same Thursday morning who I went to this bar, you know, we as a bar we as bar where we go, bar ministry. And I went into a bar and, you know, the gentleman ridiculed me, bad, bad. And the gentleman was saying to me, sir, I don't want nothing from me. You know, I said, I can buy you a drink. And the man said, no, I want a drink from him because he's not so and so and so. And, anyhow, him kind of calmed down. I'm beginning to speak to him. And the man shared him thoughts with me. And the man said to me, said, the reason why he's in the bar, he's frustrated. Because the lady, what he live with, has a hole in her heart. And he don't know what to do. They will bring Jesus to him. So the man who ride up and down where bicycles concerned, somebody needs to just go to him, calm him down. Then he will understand what the good news is all about. And the good news is all about Jesus. Amen? It said, you can, you can do things for God until you avail yourself to be used by God. 
you will not share your faith unless you have availed yourself for this mode of sharing. Being available means he was acceptable. It means that when God was looking for a man to send to the eunuch, Philip was acceptable, reachable, easy to get to. Philip was among the seven men chosen by the people to help with the daily affairs of the growing church. He was full of the spirit and wisdom. He was close to God so much that when God said move, he was ready and nothing seemed to hold him back from fulfilling his purpose of God. God is looking for a person who will share their faith with others, who will seize the day. Brethren, it, 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 it's appropriate that when, you know, the word of God said, today is the day. It did not say tomorrow. So when we get an opportunity to present the gospel to somebody, a dying world, today, the word of God didn't tell us anything at all about tomorrow. It said, today, if you hear my voice, add not your heart. Philip didn't add in his heart. Philip went ahead and do what the Lord has asked him to do. In the eyes of God, our value, our weakness, does not depend on our ability. Our value depends on our availability. God wants people who are available and not just people who possess the ability, but are nowhere near availability. The songwriter said, Lord, I am available to you. My will I give to you. I do what you say. Use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say, my storage is empty and I am available to you. Will you accept the challenge? Big challenge. Are we available ourselves to do what the Lord has asked us to do? There are so many things. People are dying. People need to hear the word. And, you know, as Christians, sometimes we sit just like in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Why ye men of Galilee standing here and gazing in the sky? This is what I'm trying to say. We are gazing, gazing. There are work to be accomplished. Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 21, he said, peace, peace, my father sent me. Jesus came and Jesus accomplished the mission that his father sent us. Now Jesus is sending all of us who has accepted the challenge, that great commission. And Jesus is saying to us, make yourself available. Make yourself available to do the, what the Lord has asked us to do. Are we available? Are we availing ourselves that when the Lord, if the Lord should come now, he can say, well done. Well done. Brothers and sisters, this morning, we can make ourselves available to the task. The task is very hard. The task is not an easy task, but with God, with God, all things are possible. Jesus will make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? The greatest thing 
you will do for God is to make yourself available to be used by him. God wants us that are available, not us that are fighting against each other. God want God wants us that are available, not us that are overcrowded. They can hear him whisper. God wants us that are available, not us that are so concerned with things that they cannot work for God. How does we put that in context? God said, he know the intent of every man art. And we can fool our brothers, we can fool our sisters in church, but we can't fool God. We can't pretty up anything where God is concerned because God said, no, the desire for our art. And when we are gonna do anything for God, we have to make ourselves available. We have to be consistent with the work that we have to accomplish. Brethren, there is no other mouthpiece here but we. We are God's workmen. We are here to proclaim the good news of salvation unto a dying world. There is no one else. We are not going to see Jesus come back in our time and continue to proclaim the message. We have to do that. Jesus said, my father has sent me. Jesus' work has been accomplished. Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of his father. We are the light. We are the reflector of Jesus Christ. We are the individual who are going to go out on the outside to share God's word. Brothers and sisters, make yourself available. Make ourselves. Don't pretend like so well, boy, we are doing something. And at the end of the day, Paul said, who in the you? Paul said, who in the you? No one in the you, you in the yourself. So Paul said, I have fought a good fight. There's a crown of righteousness awaiting me. Not only me, but all of us. And brethren, we can make ourselves available that God can be pleased of us. Amen? It continues. The world is dying. And there is a clear and call for us to seize the day. This is the day, not tomorrow or next week. It is now or never. There is a great earth and despair amongst the consistence of this world. And only the gospel of Christ can bring healing, deliverance, and comfort. But who will go? Who will seize the day? Who are going to seize the day? You, me and you and others who are believers, who are part of the family of God. God has called us to speak unto people. You can imagine me, Mr. Bailey, somebody never spoke a word of encouragement to me, tell me about how the love of God is concerned. Probably I wouldn't know how to come across certain things. I wouldn't even know how to put a text together, how to say what the Lord said. Brethren, Jesus said, already pray for all of us, except, except one. And we all know the one is who. So this morning, Jesus has prayed for all of us to be a part of the family. Jesus said, if you seek him first and all his righteousness, then all things shall be added to you. So if you need, if you need the Holy Ghost to be filled, Seek Jesus. Come to Jesus. 
don't have a head knowledge of what about Jesus, have a relationship. You know, Jesus used the analogy in Matthew 16 when he asked Peter that important question. When the other disciple was there saying so and so, Jesus asked Peter, who do you? It's an individual thing. It's a personal thing. Who do you say I am? And he could speak and Jesus could say to him, on the spirit of the Lord can reveal such things to you. So brethren, when we are in God's comfort zone, God will show us so much that when he is true with us, you know, the Bible said the, the disciples them were ordinary man, but they were filled of the spirit. We are ordinary man. The Bible said the eunuch was well educated, even better than Philip. But Philip was there to point him to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You can do the same thing. Amen. There's a question response. Philip asks an important question. Do you understand all you are reading? The man simply said no. The man did not hide his feeling. Do you understand what you are reading? No, sir. Then tell me something. Who better to point the world to the truth of God than the children of God? The idea here is that you and I have been positioned for such a time as this to bring truth to a dying world, to point people to the master of master, the lords of lords and kings of kings. This but the Bible said, the man asked Philip to tell him who the passage he was reading was talking about. Philip, the word say, began where the man was. So, so brethren, it is showing us. We can read, but we can't with those, you know, the Bible said in Isaiah that we hear God speak and we don't understand. The man was looking through the scripture. He does not understand what the word was saying. But God sent a man that the man could point him and point him to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What a beautiful passage of scripture. When we share our faith, we must tell somebody what the Lord has done. You know, I was listening to the sister sharing a testimony about God and Virgin it brings tears to my eyes. Because when what God has done for us, no other man can do it. God take us out as some dark hole, some dark pit hole, and carry us into his marvelous light. Brethren, we can do the same this morning. We can do just like what Philip does. Philip was a man just like me and you, but Philip was close to God, and Philip did everything that the Lord asked him to do. It was, it was you who was doing, or have been doing, Seizing the day and pointing people to the cross of Jesus. The good news should prompt people into action. When you tell somebody about the cross, because you know, everything happened at the cross. And when you tell somebody about Jesus, we can reflect, we can go back to the cross and see the significance of the cross. The cross has 
everything. The cross bears everything. Dear old master lie on that wooden cross. And he paid the penalty. He buy us back. The Bible said in Ephesians that we were far, far, far. But the Bible teaches that in Galatians chapter 4. That in the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. God sent for his son. To carry us back. We need to come back in our relationship. Where God is concerned. Because without God we are empty. Without God, we are nothing. So this morning, we can say to ourselves, I need Jesus. The song said, I must have the Savior because I dare not walk alone. And I must feel his presence and his arms around the throne. Brethren, this morning, we can say to ourselves, without Jesus, we are empty. Without the word, we are empty. Without the word, we are nothing. Only the word can make us be some, somebody this morning. And when we have that word, that word continues to draw us much closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What are the implications for us as we look at the, the text? Remember, delay obedience is really disobedience. Why delay when you can seize the day? If you don't go, someone may not hear the good news. Think about that. Another person's salvation could rest on whether or not you share what God has done by sending off his son to die a wretched death so we could be saved. Three. Philip's journey started out with God and ended with God. Your journey will only be successful if God is in the driver's seat. We don't want nothing more. You start with God and God will take us through. You know, when we, when we look and see the good news, the good thing that the Lord has done for us, we can say, David said in his word, oh, what a mighty God. God has done so much marvelous thing for us. David could not have done it on his own. It was God. It was God who was there to guide David. Although David did so much. But every time David did something wrong, he went back to the throne of grace. And he said, Lord, have mercy upon me. Lord, have mercy upon me. So this is what I'm saying to us. If we can call out to God, God won't direct us. We can't put it upon us where we are going to sit before God. We are going to embarrass ourselves. We have to be trained. We have to study God's word and I don't mean once a week because if you, if you study once a week you are dying spiritually you're supposed to study God you know we, we look at some analogy you drink water every day you eat food every day but you take up the word of God once a week how are you going to grow how are you going to mature you can't mature you need to live in God's word on a daily basis. And when you live in God's word on a daily basis, God will strengthen you. God will feed you with his word. And you, the Bible said his word is sharper than any two-headed sword. Amen. Let us look at the application. And we are winding down. If it is great and end time harvest will be rich. 
then all those called Christian, we must prepare the very ministry of Jesus on earth. It cannot be business as usual. We have already been told to go, and this we must do. We must be prepared. When the eunuch read the scripture, Philip knew that portion and could explain it to him. Pause. This is why I'm saying to us now, brothers and sisters, when you study, God will bring it back to your remembrance. The man was reading from the book of Isaiah and Philip could know, Philip knew the scripture. And when the man asked Philip a question, Philip could say yes. And Philip could point the man where Jesus is concerned. Brethren, when you study to show yourself approved, God will be pleased with you. Amen? Fear not should be an excuse for lack of preparation. The people of God must be prepared to share the word of God. Third, we must be ready to teach the good news of those who have never heard. The sad thing is that if no one teach, then people will not learn. The eunuch said, how can I understand if no one explains? The call is for someone to stand up and seize the day and proclaim Jesus Christ for a dying world. Amen. As we, as we come to the conclusion part of the message. The call is for us to seize the day and all opportunity that are afforded to share God's message. Look around. People are dying. People are faced with hopelessness. People are barely making it. You have what they need. You have the good news. The news that can change a community and a nation. News that can bring healing and hope. Will you seize today? Who will answer the clearing call and say, yes, Lord, I will go. Amen and amen. Thank you all. For, your, um, for making me, myself available this morning. And I just want to thank our host pastor for giving me this privilege in time that I can share God's wonderful word with God's wonderful children. I know, and you over back to our master of sermon. So may you have a good day in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>